Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerability Time. I am your host, Josias Abril, and I had my name legally changed. Um, and with us, we have special guest Josh H. Josh, this is your first time being a special guest. Welcome to season two. How does it feel? It feels actually pretty good. Um, a little nerve wracking, but mm-hmm. just just out of curiosity of what's going to be discussed and where it's pretty much going to go from here. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, tell us, um, for the folks who don't know you, tell us a little bit about you. Like, I know you're huge into music and you got your music degree. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what led you to the music route in general. Okay. So I've been doing music for pretty much my entire life. Um, I started really getting into music when I was about probably two years old. What? Yeah. I remember that. That is so cool. It's been that long. Um, Then I started banging on pots and pans at my grandmother's house. Oh. Not in a way, you know, because the most intriguing thing for me was, um, well, I actually got into it through the church, actually. Okay. That was that was around the, the time when my church finally officially started a praise band. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of fascinated by the drummer for some odd reason. And I thought, hey, he's, he's using stuff to hit stuff. Yeah, using stuff to hit and stuff. Then, <laughs> and then... Um, I pretty much just started banging away. It was able to comprehend, you know, the way to hit the drums properly, just literally by sight and by ear. And, you know, my parents saw potential in that. And they ended up giving me a drum set for my fourth birthday. And I played and played like crazy. They could not not get me to stop. And, um, you know, and also, you know, I would also play drums, you know, alongside with my grandma who played, you know, which is yeah. how I obviously got into it from. Um, then I started discovering marching band around pretty much five. Okay. And then I was just beyond intrigued by that. And pretty much wanted to do that and you know all of that time of patiently waiting and waiting and waiting mm-hmm. um, so you were basically born out of the womb with an instrument mm-hmm. <laughs> the doctor's I mean, all like oh nope there's more <laughs> there's more yeah. I mean essentially I mean um, I have something called it's called perfect pitch mm-hmm. where you're able to pretty much name the note or various notes at a time without having any kind of reference. You know, Whoa. I can hear a, the note C and I know that it's a C and I can yeah. tell whether it's in tune or out of tune. Yeah. Which wow. is actually very rare as a drummer. Yeah. Interesting. It's more common. Oh, sorry. No, I said interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, 
I always say that because, you know, my mother's saying, I always think that I got that from the fact that she has a voice. Oh. I do do you sing as well, Josh? I actually do not. I did not develop that. There's a reason why I play drums. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Dude, I used to sing, and now I'm tone deaf, so we just leave that in the past. (laughs) That is all good. We don't talk about that anymore. (laughs) Um, Well, Josh, thanks for sharing a little bit about, you know, you and your backstory. Um, And I know today our topics, we're going to be talking about addiction and also suffering in silence. But before that, um, I am curious um, and if you would like to share with folks, like, what you do now, now that you've graduated with your music degree. It was music education degree? Yes. Okay, cool. Say it right. Um, So currently, right now, I am attending Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, Illinois, and I'm pursuing my master's degree in music performance with a concentration in percussion. Yes. And right now, on top of that, I also serve as a grad graduate assistant. Okay. So my duties with that. <laughs> Duty. Include, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> include um, teaching primarily the marching band, mm-hmm. as well as conducting the basketball pet band, but also assisting with conducting the symphonic band, which is, you know, the second concert band that we have here. And then I also do some work with the percussion studio in terms of teaching applied lessons as well as coaching the percussion ensemble. And then with next semester, I'm going to be I'm going to be assisting with the percussion methods class. Wow, dude, you're following your passion. That's so Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. It's incredible. Sorry if I keep looking off to the side. I'm sitting in front of a window and it's distracting because like there's oh, like, people right. walking. So you know that my ADHD. I'm just gonna look. So it's all good. I feel that it's. I, I when I was younger, I could never sit by windows because I just get distracted. So distracted, right? Oh my gosh. So, Josh. Well, thanks for sharing a little bit more about you. Um, I love that you're getting your graduate degree and not too far from me. You're about five hours drive from my uh, grad school mm-hmm. about five hours small world oh um i'll see you in texas hopefully i oh, leave yeah. tomorrow for the break awesome. so. hey safe travels thank you no i'm a rebel i want dangerous travels <laughs> I'm a rebel. live like larry there you go living like larry living like larry um okay so yes with that being said so let's start off with our first topic addiction so and i'm sure this might tie into suffering in silence but you know like i said this is conversational it can go anywhere um Mm -hmm. but josh what what about the topic of addiction intrigued you what is your story with that and what does that mean you know to you why addiction there we go. I think yes, for addiction, I think, you know, I get easily, I can get easily, I can get hooked on things a lot, very easily. Mm-hmm. You know, 
obviously towards liking something and liking that thing. I'm just kind of throwing out certain things. Um, sure. Sorry if it's kind of vague. Um, no, that's fine. I mean, I'll ask questions and feel free to answer or to not answer. Um, mm -hmm. It's, you know, we respect boundaries on here. Right. Is there, oops, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. I was just thanking you. So addiction, for me, that means, for me personally, what that word means to me, um, what I struggle with, um, addiction, porn addiction and mm -hmm. a webcam addiction, okay. Webcam. Um, but I also, every now and then, well, I used to be addicted to pain because um, a painful childhood was my normal. Yeah. So once things in life got better, I still was addicted to the pain because that's all that I knew. Um, basically what I'm saying is like, I know that addiction can mean a multitude of things. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to mean something like alcohol or drugs. I mean, even though that is, you know, can be an addiction. Mm -hmm. um, I do just want to give notice and recognition to folks who, you know, are addicted to like other things. But um, Josh, is there anything specific that, or specific things that you would say you've been addicted to or are addicted to? <clears throat> so I think from, you know, I discovered a lot of this recently. Oh. Um, Self growth. Because, um, a little bit of a a little bit of an updating and of, of an update is that I've actually been seeing therapy. We love therapy. Yes. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Continue. No, that's all good. And you know, through the help of that, and also my relationship with my girlfriend Karelia. Yes, um, love her. Yes, she's amazing. Um, I found that. I'm a, I'm a, that I've been addicted for the longest time to, and this is a couple, it's actually a couple of different things. So yeah. I think harsh criticism. Mm. So, which in a way is in a, is a form of pain. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, being addicted to hearing that I'm not good enough for, mm -hmm. for that, I essentially, you know, messed up and a lot, and a lot of that is, a lot of it is, we're thinking about it. I mean, it's being, also being addicted to self-punishment. Yeah. Because you know? mm. there's that, you know, that psychological side. Right. That just beats you down. Yeah. And, I... oh. No, sure. go f sorry. I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. Go for it. No, that's all right. Um, Yeah, so let's see, where was I? Um, self-punishment, you know, addiction, self, I mean, a form of self-punishment as well. That's what uh, you were saying. Yeah. And, and in a way also, um, I found that I have been addicted to really being dependent. Mm. If that makes any sense. That makes a lot of sense. Trust me. I'm sure, no. I'm sure a lot of people can, you know, relate to that. And that's why I'm, 
I'm really, um, first off, appreciative that you're even talking about this because, you know, that is something that folks struggle with, but we mm -hmm. don't really hear that much about. Yeah. Um, you know, in the way of, I struggle with dependency, like those words verbatim. Mm -hmm. um, so, struggle with addiction of uh, dependency. So, that's why I reacted like that, because I mean, I'm just like, that's very, yeah, it's, I'm glad yeah. that you said that, but yes, continue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, it, um, and essentially, you know, also living within that misery. Mm. Yeah. Of, of just all that, all that criticism, all that dependency. And, um, did this like start, like, were you criticized a lot growing up by folks around you? I was second guessed. A lot. Gotcha. I was okay. second guess. I, I figured out this semester through therapy mm. um, that, and also you know through Corellia, that I was that I was second guessed a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Growing up, and I was also compared to quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. Know? Do you feel like? Because I know this happens a lot, and this definitely happens to me. Um, the torch, like you said, second guessing and um, being compared to a lot. It's like you were given the torch um, constantly, and now we um, unintentionally run with it because it's like it was given to us. That's like it's normalized within us. That's how we grew up, you know, basically saying that this didn't start with you. It started to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Now, other than therapy, you know, what has been a support um, in your life, you know, um, you know, overcoming and just, you know, defying the odds, regardless of others and yourself second guessing um, and doubting, like what has helped you keep going? Is there anything or, you know, yeah. That, I think, that makes sense. yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm obviously gonna give my girlfriend the biggest shout out. Yes, yes, hello, um, love ya. You know, because, you know, she knows a lot of how this goes, you know, through mm -hmm. her own experience. And yeah. through that, she's been able to really help me and mm. it was been extremely supportive. Yes, uh, she's amazing. And she will be on either this season or next season. She was originally right. supposed to be on season one, um, mm -hmm. but I had ended the season earlier than I thought I was going to. So. Folks, y'all will get to meet Josh's girlfriend and hopefully do an episode with both of them mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Yes. Um, but also, also, you know, a lot of, a lot of the people that I've met up here have, mm -hmm. you know, been supportive of me. Oh, good. On, on what I on what I do, you know, especially you know my current teachers, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my you know 
my fellow friend and graduate assistant often has been. Um, and then, um, and then also, you know, just in terms of keeping my faith and keeping myself grounded within my faith. Beautiful. What does that look like? What did, um, I mean, I know, but for folks, you know, who mm-hmm. don't know you, what is, what is that look, what is faith to you? What does that mean to you? My faith, is, faith Oh, my, my faith is, you know, is my belief in almighty God. Uh-huh. Gotcha, I am, gotcha. I am a Christian myself. I'm, I'm a very devout Lutheran. Um, and you're not a dick about it. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not a dick about it. He's very, very, very kind, very non-judgmental, very open, very loving, um, very rare. <laughs> okay, now I'm just throwing shade at Christians. Let me stop that. But, you know, he's not the judgmental type at all. You know what I mean? Josh accepts everyone as they are, regardless. Mm-hmm. And he just sees the person as a human being, he humanizes the person, which is what, you know, we all need to do. We all need to humanize folks and be like, you know, you are not, you are not my disagreement. You are not, you you are human. You know, that's what I like about Josh. He really humanizes um, me, you know, um, Josh has not judged me, um, just been extremely accepting, extremely open, so I really appreciate that. Josh is my friend. <laughs> but but anyway, um I'm gonna see where was I at. I'm so yeah, sorry. You are, I you are, no, you're correct. No, you're correct. You're correct, you know. I you know, I am or at least, you know, I try my hardest not to be judgmental in any kind of way because I mean it, it's even written, you know. You know, if you're judged, then God will judge you. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, I live, I live by the word. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So that's a little insight to my faith and my background. You know, right. growing, up, growing up, having grown up in the church my entire life, and then, mm. you know, as I've, you know, gotten older, you know, I have, you know, realized why I was taught, why I was taught. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've remained, you know, I or at least I've tried my hardest to remain, you know, as devout as I can be. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is, and I, I do uh, like to say this because I know a lot of people, including myself, have a lot of church hurt or spiritual trauma, or um, whether it's religious trauma or faith trauma, there is a difference. But, um, you know, this show, you know, you can still get this, not this show, sorry, this episode, um, this show is non-religious, like, it's just come as you are. If you are a guest on the show and you believe in a certain faith, bring that. That is, each episode is different. Each episode is the special guest episode. Um, so, re- but regardless if, you know, you have a faith in something or not, you know, there's still something that 
you can take from this episode. For example, something that I'm hearing Josh say that got him through, um, support, support of some kind. You know, whether it's something higher than yourself, other than yourself, but basically he didn't do it alone. Um, and in life, we don't have to do it alone. It is okay to, you know, be supported. You know, that is a form of healing. Support is. Um, so that's what I think is like really beautiful about that, John. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And going to um, suffering in silence. Okay. Um, it. I don't see. I don't even know where to start with that. <laughs> But um, I don't even know where to start with that. Ooh, one more thing with addiction. I don't know if y'all noticed that my tone is just a little bit different this episode. That is because I, I'm, I'm very open and honest with Josh. Um, before this, um, before I started recording this episode, I fell into my addiction of webcam and pornography and um, and I'm trying not to beat myself up over it. Um, I don't think I'm beating myself up over it. It just, it just kind of like does something to me, I guess. And so like now my tone is like a little like different. Um, but I'm hoping that like one day I will be out of this. Porn is horrible for the brain and the body. And yeah, and then I, I'm not even gonna get into webcam. That can be like another whole episode in and of its own but um yeah like i mean webcam for me josh webcam became an addiction like i started doing webcam because i was able to go on there and hear these guys say great things about me my body and i felt loved you know or at least i thought that what i didn't know what love was growing up so being in a school and a household where I'm always hearing I'm ugly or I'm this, I'm that, oh, you faggot, you're too skinny, you're too this, you're not enough, you know? And then it's like all that disappears when I go um, and did webcam because it's like, I wouldn't I wouldn't hear those things. Oh, you can come in here. No, well, there's, that's not, there oh, they're out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're right there. Um, sorry, folks, I had to help somebody, had to help guide their way to the uh, computer station. But um, yeah, you know, and so I felt so alone. But when I got onto webcam, I was no longer alone, you know, and and that is the thing about addiction. Um, and this is not talked about a lot. And I'm the reason why I'm going to say this next part is because I want people who are struggling with addiction in anything and they're beating themselves up over it. I want them to know that to, hey, have a little bit more grace on yourself because addiction is a survival mechanism. Um, think about it like this as well. We are addicted to food. We are addicted to water. It's just can be like water can be a, in a way a healthy addiction, but things, you know, addiction, um, you know, it, it's present. It's present. Um, you don't believe me? Do research, folks. <laughs> I'm coming with the facts today because I had to. I'm a lot further, Josh, um, in my addiction healing journey 
um, than I was three years from now, um, than I was four years from now. And that's because having grace on yourself and understanding that there is a root to almost everything, okay? No matter how big or small the root is, there is something to it. And so having grace, understanding that there is more to the story, that I'm not a bad person because of this, you know? And of course, therapy um, and just doing research helped me to see I'm not alone in this. I'm not crazy because of this. I mean, it's, of course, it's, 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 when I put it like this, I mean, it sounds very natural and normal. You know, of course, I'm going to, I want to get the right thing, you know, and sometimes it's the wrong place to get it to, you know, have you ever heard of getting the right thing from the wrong place? You know, and I told myself this once upon a time, I said, Josias, because that's my new legal name. I said, Josias, I said, bitch, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm being dramatic. Um, gotcha. But I was like, if you had the option to get the right thing from the right place, I'm sure you would have. But you did the best that you could. You got what you needed. And it once upon a time, it served you. But it no longer serves me now. Now it hinders me. Um, but when I look back, you know, I'm learning to have even more grace on myself to be like, you did the best that you could to feel loved. You know, you needed to be loved by the people who were supposed to love you the most are the ones that hated you the most. So, of course, you looked elsewhere to you know, get love, because every child deserves to be, every child is worth being loved. You know, deserving is earned, worth is given, every child is worth being loved. They did not ask to be here on this earth. Oh, Josh, you know what, let me, I want to know what you think about this, because because of my parents, this is what I think, and I've heard this from someone before, and now I like really think it a lot. Every child deserves and is worth a parent, but not every parent deserves a child. No, that's absolutely correct. Mm. On so many many levels, you know. Yeah, can't just be here just neglecting your child. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're responsible for this child. You know, if you're just constantly putting them down and just beating the hell out of them, you know, just not uplifting them you know don't be upset when this child goes to somewhere else or someone else to get the things that a parent should have gave them you know and that's where we see a lot of people you know can fall into addiction because this is the thing about addiction it is sustainable um it is in a in a form stable um it's consistent you know and after so many people leaving their life or so many things that they needed leaving their life, whether it be love, whether it be positive affirmation, whether it be physical presence of someone who's supposed to love them, of course, you know, it's, it's natural to run to something, to be consistent, to be stable. Um, Like webcam, this or pornography, for example, let's start there. Um, The person on the porn screen, that person can die and be dead from this earth. But 
online, they will still be there. I know that I can go online and they will still be there. They're not leaving me. They're still there. Online, they are still there. That internalized me, okay, that is stability. I take comfort in this will not leave me. Like, and of course it's temporary, but it's like, I'll hold on to anything that sets me free. You know, and that's a lot of things with addiction. A lot of times addiction is less about addiction and more about a form of sanity. You know, would you mm-hmm. agree, Josh, or disagree? I, you know, it's, it's fine, whatever. No, it's a very agree. I, I agree heavily on it. You know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of forms of addiction are because are, are really are just a form of seeking self-validation. Yes. It's literally like, you know, the body is literally, oops, almost um, failed. Um, It's literally like the body, no, I mean literally like almost fell out the chair. I'm sitting in a chair right now, folks. That's what I meant fell by right now. But um, literally addiction um, is the body trying to, trying its best to love you. It just does not know how to, okay? And that's the thing as well about human survival is um, we slash our body slash our brains can do something knowing that eventually it could kill us but we're also trying to survive does that make sense mm-hmm. mm. it does yeah like when the body is searching for a form of sanity whether that be in a good place or a bad place or just a place where someone doesn't agree, um, you know, it's your body trying to survive. Your body is wanting sanity. And it's just like your body loves you so much that it is willing to put you at risk in order for you to stay alive. That is why treatment and intervention is necessary. Therapy is necessary. Medication necessary. Just being vulnerable and seeking out, you know, um, talking to people about it, it is necessary because guess what? We can do the best we can, but we cannot do it all on our own. And our body doesn't know how to do, um, like our body can do the best that it can, but sometimes the best that it's doing could be hindering us. And that's what I think is beautiful about addiction is there is that side of hope that isn't really talked about. Um, and this is research that I'm speaking off of and experience, but I'm backing this up with research. I'm not just saying this, but you know, it, it, it helped me, and, you know, it's actually making me feel better right now, knowing that, you know, this also is your body trying to love you. It just doesn't know how to do it in the best way right now. Um, yeah. So, well, thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I'm just loving your face right now. I'm just, <laughs> but um, but so our and, and you know, and that brings me to our next discussion topic is is suffering in silence. You know, like this whole idea and the stigma of you have to do it on your own, folks. Mm-hmm. If we literally do research on how our body, how our nervous system, how our, our subconscious works. And how humans have just survived, you know, from the hunter-gatherer days, from the days without technology. You know, um, we did not do it on our own. This platform, 
that you're listening to this podcast from. It wasn't one single person that built this. You know, multiple minds came together to build a computer. Multiple minds came together to build a cell phone. You know, it wasn't just one person doing everything. So all around us, it's all around us, the the impact and the uh, result of communal gathering and communal support. This room that I'm sitting in right now, t- uh, talking to Josh on this podcast, not one person built this room. It was multiple people that built this room. Have you ever seen, for example, like the Eiffel Tower? Was it one individual person that built that? No. It was multiple people. And now we go there and we marvel over it. We see the work of multiple hands. Why can't we ourselves be that Eiffel Tower? We are just as beautiful as that Eiffel Tower. You know, if it took multiple hands and multiple influences to throw you into addiction, uh, you have every right to have multiple hands and multiple influences help heal you out of that addiction. But we're taught to be quiet and to do it all on our own and therefore we suffer in silence. So Josh, oh gosh, what does, um, why did that topic resonate with you of suffering in silence? For me, you know, that, you know, and this is kind of gonna segue back into the addiction. One of the things I forgot to also mention is that, you know, there's also an addiction, you know, there is an, there is an addiction for convenience. Oh my gosh. Which, you know, everything, you know, everything it's, you know, it's about everything that's supposed to be at our fingertips. Whoa. When, when what I'm doing doesn't, you know, it, you can't, you can't be a musician and have everything at your fingertips. Wow. Um, but, oh my gosh. Yeah. But, you know, kind of like what you were, you were saying is that, you know, you know, being taught to be quiet mm-hmm. and um, just all of that, yeah. you know, a lot of, you know, I have, I have a lot of experience with suffering in silence. Mm-hmm. Whether, you you know, said, day, wait, repeat that again. You have a lot of experience, what? With, with suffering in silence. Mm. Because, you know, it's mainly because, you know, it has, a, it has, well, it's, it's a couple parts. Um, you know, growing up, I found that I was, you know, you know, coddled, but at okay. the same time expected to know everything. Yeah, that pressure. With, with no form of real teaching, but, mm. but also it. It also comes from, you know, the fact that, you know, I obviously, I don't want to be, I obviously don't like you, I also, I don't like being one of those people that uses their problems for everything. Right. Because there are so, it's, there are so many people that use their pro- use their problems as excuses and mm-hmm. literally just to, because they crave attention. And I 
don't like that kind of behavior. Right. No. Um, right. I like how I, you're not saying that that's everybody, but there are some. I like how you said there are some people that do that. Um, so I wanted to just applaud you with that one. You know, you're not generalizing. Um, you were saying that there are folks that do, you know, do that. Mm -hmm. um, and, so, and, there, and there's a clear distinction between yeah. the be, between between them, you know. All I think, you know, um, just in their just in their language or just how they mm -hmm. present themselves to. Um, and I think I'll, I think in a in, in a way, you know, whatever percentage of you know individuals that may be, you know, um, I think it's in a way also kind of it's kind of ruined mm, Wow. those that truly are suffering as well as again, you know, it's kind of the, it's kind of in a way to have problems for the longest time. I think it's been kind of taboo. Yes. As yeah. you know, especially, especially, um, especially, you know, just within, I guess, you know, for, for me, for me, um, mm. this is just what I've seen. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. a, a lot of it, you know, uh, there's quite a bit of it within the, you know, within the modern Christian culture. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of, of you know, taught, you know, it's the whole idea of, you know, well, you know, you've, a lot of it is you've had such a good life, you know, you have, yeah. you have, you have Christ, so why should you be suffering? Right. But at the end of the day, you know, we are humans. Right. The and the even day, the holy word says that we are going to suffer. Mm-hmm. It says yeah, it. It he, says it. You know, like, no one's immune to suffering. I mean, even the holy word says that, you know. Um, exactly. I mean, we are, and, you know, it even says that, you know, yeah. obviously, the, why it even indicates in the scriptures that mm. we are to suffer as he did. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's also another thingy that I've realized, you know, and I, I find myself falling into the principle of, you know, just because someone has something that they are, that their sufferings are invalid. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, a, you know what, let me throw myself under the bus. Oh, no, 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 I'm bougie. Let me throw myself under the Hummer limousine. Okay? Oh man. Yes, amen. Um, I do that. Folks who, well, if I'm being honest, you know what? Oh, I'm really about to throw myself. Oh, gosh, I feel convicted, and that's a good thing because I need to grow and learn in life. But when it comes to males, not all men, but usually the men that are, like, jockey and have muscles and, you know, have that very stale personality, not humbled of uh, personality, you know, how they treat others. And but anyways, because they're Christian or whether they're Christian or not, you know, because they've had both parents in the household who were, you know, obviously no one's perfect, but who were, you know, the best parents that they could be, you know, um, I am so quick to internally invalidate that they have any sufferings and the sufferings that they do have when they do talk about it i'm just like whatever go in my shoes you could oh that's right you could never 
you know, and that's not fair to them. As much as I am biased, and by the way, I'm, I'm proud of myself for recognizing my biases um, and being self-aware of it, but, you know, my biases, and though I feel like I, it's, yeah, but anyways, if I were to externally externalize what's going on on the inside and tell them, whatever, you've had it all, whatever, like, yeah, 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 that's so weak of you, and you, you don't know suffering, you know, that could, um, contribute to their suffering in silence. So I'm glad I haven't told anyone that, but I've wanted to, and I've been tempted to, especially when, you know, that, I don't know if it's jealousy or, oh, that insecurity comes up, you know? Um, Is it, that, are you talking about between the parents? Oh, just the whole individual with, you know, the male Christian with the muscles and, oh, you know, gotcha. whether, yeah, you know, both parents in the house, you know, and, and the reason why I'm saying this, one, to hold myself accountable and two, because I really like that, you know, you had brought this up and led to the segue, um, the principle of suffering in silence. Basically, what I'm saying is there can be other influences that can contribute to teaching us to suffer in silence. Whether it's blatantly said or not, it can be the smallest things like looking at someone differently when they try to open up to you. Or, you yeah. know, it can help that person internalize. Maybe I should just be quiet about my problems. I don't know, just what you were talking about, it really held me accountable and it really makes me see that, you know, this is something that I need to work on in therapy. And so when I start, mm -hmm in January, 2023, start therapy again. I'm going to be talking about that because clearly that's not okay. And I don't want it to get to a point to where I hinder someone's growth process because they didn't have a hard life or excuse me, a humbled, humbled life. You know, that's not fair. And at the end of the day, I wouldn't wish my past on any, okay, okay. You know what, I'm lying. There are just a couple people where I just like, you know what, we could trade. I would wish this on you just to, you know, and it's mainly the people who like judge me for like opening up, but um, excuse me. Or maybe, or maybe even, you know, just to, sorry to interrupt you, maybe even- No, interrupt, that, this is vulnerability time, go ahead. This is your episode, even the, not mine. Even the, even the people that sickly romanticize about having it hard. Oh my gosh, yes. Because those are the worst. Yeah. Did you hear that, you know, it's a thing now that people, there are folks on TikTok who uh, fake disorders? Yeah. Did you know about that? Mm-hmm. There was this one person, oh my gosh, this one person who faked depression, and, um, and I was just in my head like, what luxury that must be to be able to fake depression. I wish I could fake it because that meant I didn't have it to begin with. But nope, right, right. here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what mainly gets that's what mainly gets me is just those that are literally just crying for the attention. Yes, I'm just like y'all well, have it, no idea what it's like. <laughs> it it really it kind of creates almost 
upbeat, almost a drama queenish mm-hmm. image. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, obviously, whenever you're getting your stuff out, it's okay to it's okay to right. kind of obviously be like that. Right, but, but when they're faking and don't have it at all, that's yeah. or when, or whenever they're just using it for attention, or yeah. they're just making it out to be something bigger than what it actually is, and then using it as their identity. Mm. Instead of getting, instead of actually seeking help for themselves, and then, um, and then just bettering themselves, I've encountered, you know, a lot of people that have pretty mm-hmm. much been like that, and it's just, yeah. no, right. I want to stay away from you. <laughs> right, and I like how you said, you know, not everyone, but there are mm-hmm. some people that they're literally, you know. And not to bash these people, you know, um, I'm talking to myself, not to bash these people, um, because folks, if you're listening and you're realizing that maybe you do do that, you know, I used to be that. Um, Okay, well, yeah, I would say I used to be that, but it wasn't that long, but Mm -hmm. I did used to be that long. No, actually, no. Oh, well. I, I think you're okay. Well, whatever it was, um, you know, there is room for redemption. Um, Mm -hmm. But if that's something you are noticing, you know, just it it does affect the people around you, um, especially the ones that really care about you. And, you know, look at it this way, at least try to look at it this way, folks. You know, if you do find yourself, you know, doing that, um, I want you to know that you are worth the healing you are worth being in a better position a better predicament you are worth the healing you know um so allow yourself to heal i know it feels good and it feels comfortable to do the same thing that you've been doing you know to be addicted to that cycle but that cycle is not serving you folks you are so valuable so lovable you are so worth being in a better place. Let yourself, let yourself, it's okay. It's gonna be uncomfortable at first and it will be uncomfortable at first. Um, But I promise you, you are worth, you are worth the tears, you are worth the uncomfort. Why? Because you are worth the sunshine that comes after. There you go. And it will. And it better. Because sometimes with my healing journey, just my healing journey in general, I'm like, this sunshine better come up. I'm not playing. I'm not doing this for no reason. I was like, this, no. But yeah, and it, yeah, it does come. So, um, yeah. But yes, Josh. um, Yes. Do you have any other, you know, um, um, things to, you know, mention about suffering in silence? Or did we cover it all? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, I think we covered most of it, but I think just to kind of get this a little out there. Oh, yeah, please do. One of the things that really helped me come to a lot of my senses on pretty much anything that, you know, we've talked about is, and this is also, I guess, another reason why it's I suffer in silence because I'm also a shy person. Okay. And 
being in a new place, yeah. completely away from where I'm from, um, which for anybody listening, I'm from Houston, Texas. We. Um, we are both actually from Houston, Texas. Yes, yes. Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm selfish, no, it's childish. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I'm 13 hours away from where I'm from in a completely new environment. Everybody's new to me. Um, kind of what I talked about in the last subject of addiction, of being dependent on dependent, just being, you know, dependent. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that dependence. So I think it drove me crazy in a way. Mm, yeah. Oh, yes. You know, not 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 to not to where it was like an insane, you know. Right. Just, but it made an effect. It impact. It mm-hmm. did some type of impact. Oh yeah. Yeah. It did it did some type of impact of, of effect. Because, you know, now here I am on my own. I'm having to get used to this new environment. I mean, I'm I'm away from my significant other. Yeah. Which was the most heartbreaking thing. And um just figuring out on my own just how to be an adult as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that's another thing that even kind of going back to, you know, I'm kind of flipping back and forth. Go, so, yeah. To it, it, it all goes together. They all tie into each other. They it's, do. It's the addiction of being a kid. Oh, yes. Because we're, we, a lot you know, there are those that, you know, growing up is difficult, mm-hmm. you know, and it, when I moved here, it kind of, it kind of just all hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you know, I've done some stuff on my own. I've worked before, right. before I moved up here. Um, I've been able to do some stuff, but just being, but being out of the environment that I'm used to. And being out, also out of the way of that convenience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I've now gone. For me, this is above and beyond anything yeah. that I ever thought of. And I've, I've had to really make a make a huge adjustment. Mm-hmm. And the adjustment process is not an easy one. It's right. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yes very difficult you know especially when you're on your own right again you don't know anybody you don't know you're in this strange town and these strange people and i say strange because they're foreign to you right something different yeah it's not Mm -hmm. of the normal of your normal excuse me but you know at the same time you know even though it doesn't affect on you i found it to be very rewarding because i gotten a mm-hmm. chance to grow yes it's kind of it's kind of like whenever you're growing up you know you, your your body kind of hurts yes growing pains yes mm-hmm. you I get growing that. pains so yeah. i mean just even from a mental standpoint or a psychological yes. standpoint yes um, that is how the body grows it has to have yep yeah there yeah i mean you're gonna hurt a little bit yeah but that but that's okay because it's a part of the growing process Mm -hmm. so that's just been something i've had to remind myself a lot Mm -hmm. 
Um, I'm proud honestly. of you, Josh. And I miss yeah. you, dude. Thank Seriously. You. When you come hey. back to Texas, when do you fly back to Texas? Um, I am actually, well, I'm actually driving back. When do you drive back to Texas, Josh? I am coming back on the 18th. Okay, cool. I will be there. Which is on a Sunday. So okay. I'm going to leave in the leave in the afternoon because I got a gig that morning. Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll, be in, I'll be in sometime Monday morning. Okay. I'll be black um, in Texas tomorrow. Cool. Um, so I will be definitely texting or calling, you know, see if y'all are able to, you know, um, come on and take a little visit. Um, but yes, you and um, you and your amazing girlfriend loved, love her, love her. Um, y'all will both be back on the show. Cool. Yes. I'll talk to her to see if she wants to be on season three or this season. Cause the thing is season two is going to be for folks listening. Season two um, is going to be shorter than season three. I mean, it's sorry. It's going to be shorter than season one. Um, this is due to, because I am in grad school, but I do plan on having a total of, I, yeah. Gosh, that's a that's a good question. At least fifteen to twenty episodes, folks. Um, so um, yes, love that. Well, with that being said, Josh, I want to thank you for your time. Yes, wow, thank you for mm-hmm. your time. Oh my, Josh. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I have your flyer. I'm going. I'm just gonna have to. Okay, I'm 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 gonna just remake your flyer. I didn't watch watch I find it. Watch I find it when um I make your new flyer. That's what's gonna happen. That's that's how it's gonna work. I'm gonna go through all that work and then I'm gonna find it. And I'm like, okay. It's all good. It's all good. It's all groovy. Um, but okay, with that being said, folks, this is another episode of Vulnerability Time. Please stay tuned to next week. Um, It's going to be a little surprise of what we will be talking about. So stay tuned for next Friday. Alrighty. Josh, say goodbye to our awesome folks. Goodbye, y'all. Okay. You don't hang up. I'm going to hang up. But you you don't hang up. I'm just going to stop the recording, okay? Okay. So I want to talk to you a little bit after this. Just... Hey there, if you liked this episode, go ahead and buy my book on Amazon. What the book is called, type it on Amazon. It is Spoken by Trenton Epizon. Epizon is spelled E-P-I-Z-O-N. I really would appreciate the support. Give it a review. Give it a buy. Give it a try. And I promise you, you will not be upset at it. It is a poetry book. It is a very easy, quick read. And it definitely um, will give you some healing and some insight and some wisdom um, on abuse, mental health, recovery, um, the tragedy to triumph. You will love it. Give it a buy. Give it a try. And recommend the book and this episode 
with others, go ahead and give this episode, I mean, this podcast a follow and share it with others. You could be the reason that someone is alive tomorrow because you decided to share this episode today. This podcast is about saving lives, healing ourselves and others, and encouraging others and ourselves as well. Thank y'all so much for the support. Love y'all. I life y'all. I will see y'all next episode. You are valuable. You are beautiful. You are still on this earth because you have the strength. Thank you. Bye, folks.